Hey, what's up, listeners? My name's Tyler, and you're listening to Horror's Home Podcast. Today, I'm going to be discussing the film X from 2022. X is an A24 slasher film directed by Ty West, starring Mia Goth, Brittany Snow, Kid Cudi, and Jen Ortega. The film's plot follows a cast and crew who gather to make a pornographic film on an elderly couple's Texas property, but find themselves threatened by a killer. Director Ty West is known for other films such as The Roost, The House of the Devil, Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever, and The Sacrament, which I'm a fan of all those films already. Mia Goth plays Maxine Minx, who's an aspiring porn star actress who's traveling across Texas with her boyfriend Wayne, who's producing the film, and she also plays Pearl, the wife who lives on the farm where the group will be staying. You may recognize her from The Cure for Wellness or the 2018 Suspiria remake. Brittany Snow plays Bobby Lynn. She's known for a variety of roles, including the Pitch Perfect series and the Prom Night remake. Jen Ortega, who seems to have the biggest horror catalog of the cast, in this movie plays Lorraine. She's the quiet girlfriend of the film's director, RJ, which Jenna was in Insidious Chapter 2, The Babysitter, Killer Queen, Season 2 of You on Netflix, Studio 666, and Scream, both from 2022. Scott Mescudi, I always have to second guess, or Kid Cudi, plays Jackson Hole. Jackson is the star of the porno, along with Bobby Lynn and Maxine. Cudi in the last year's Netflix original, Don't Look Up, this film was uh, composed by Tyler Bates and Chelsea Wolfe, which Tyler Bates has composed many film soundtracks such as Dawn of the Dead, Slither, Halloween, Halloween 2, and he's also been the guitarist for Marilyn Manson. Chelsea Wolfe is a musical artist who is known for blending elements of goth rock, doom metal, and folk music. The rest of the score consists of several songs from the 60s and 70s as the film takes place in the year 1979. For this review, I'm not going to necessarily go through the plot, but I'm just going to pick out individual points and themes and thoughts I had throughout the film. So I'm going to take a quick musical break before I dive into spoilers for X. So the film is set in 1979 in Texas automatically giving off a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, which most of the film is intentionally set as a homage to. The hot sun, the group riding in a van before arriving to the secluded farmhouse and guest house. There's also the small lake nearby, which we see Maxine take a swim, nearly being attacked by an alligator. The woods at night, as well as the home itself are creepy, when Howard and Jackson are looking for Pearl and RJ. Howard is the husband who owns the farm and lets the group rent out the guest house. He doesn't know that they're using it to make a porn though, when the group arrives, he answers the door, pointing a shotgun at Wayne. Wayne has to remind him that they spoke on the phone, and he said that they could use the guest house. He then lowers his gun and escorts them there. Meanwhile, Maxine was in the van, reaching for the gun in the glove box, which would come back later. Howard comes across as your kind of typical old grumpy country man, so naturally he wouldn't understand what the younger group are doing or approve of it. His wife Pearl is seen stalking around Maxine. Both characters are played by Mia Goth. But Pearl is in heavy makeup. She's infatuated with Maxine and her youth slash beauty. She invites her to sit down for a glass of lemonade, duplicating the intro scene from the porno shoot that she had seen through some of the windows. Later, she attempts to seduce RJ, who rejects her, so she repeatedly stabs him, blood splattering over the truck headlights. She also wants to dance and have sex with her husband, but he says he can't because of his heart. 
All these things reflect on how she's longing to be young again and how her jealousy sends her into this violent rage. The kills in the movie are rather quick or abrupt. The suspense comes more from the scenes in between kills when characters are being unknowing, unknowingly like followed or watched or when there are interactions between Howard and Pearl with the group. There's just always like tension going on or as a viewer we see like what's going on behind them. Which that method feels rather on brand for Ty West with his past movies. When it came to the order in which like characters were killed, I was kind of surprised, but also not. Lorraine is uh, written to be like the innocent member of the group, which in most slashers ends up being the final girl. She does make the choice to have sex in the film, so I guess you could argue that that was like her turning point in Survivor, Survivor Girl uh, film terms. Any more of those tropes have been kind of derailed because it became a whole meta topic or plainly it's you expect it to happen, so we're going to do the opposite now. So anytime a film tries to be different or just if they try to follow that formula, it seems like it could go either way. So and Jackson, his character, came across very level-headed even when there was tension between him and Howard. So imagine that he was going to last longer in the film and possibly he'd be coming to aid in the end, but that actually didn't happen. I think he was the third one to be killed out of the five in the group. One thing that was clear to me was that like RJ wasn't going to make it from the get-go. He was just a little different from Wayne, Maxine, Bobby, and Jackson. They wanted fame, sex, and profit for the film, while RJ was more of a movie nerd and he wanted to make it a cinematic experience with how he shot and how he would edit the footage. He chooses his fate when he decides to abandon the group in the middle of the night and is confronted by Pearl. He chose to leave because his girlfriend Lorraine, who they were calling her like church mouse because she was so quiet and innocent and they felt like she was judgy. She just decides to make the decision um, that she wants to be in the film, which RJ doesn't approve of, but Wayne convinces him, like, if you don't let her do this now, she's just going to do it another time and you're just going to lose her. If you love this girl, you have to let her do it, which I was like a pretty interesting dynamic and I didn't really see that coming. Again, I thought she was just going to stay the innocent girl, but... She took that route, and that made RJ upset, so he decides to leave the group, and that's where he runs outside, and he is confronted by Pearl, who tries to seduce him, and that, like, sets off her violent rage. With also, like, quick deaths for, like, Jackson and Bobby and Lorraine, we come to the end of the film. It's just Maxine, Pearl, and Howard. A dying Lorraine startles Howard, giving him a heart attack that kills him. Pearl picks up his shotgun and attempts to shoot Maxine, However, she misses and the force of the shotgun blasts her out of her, out of the house. She lies on the ground with a broken hip and asks Maxine to help her, which Maxine refuses, gets into the truck, and then runs over Pearl, crushing her head under the tires and drives away. The next day, we see the police investigation from the beginning and overhear the television that's been playing in their house throughout the movie, spouting off religious propaganda. It's revealed on screen that Maxine is the preacher's daughter, the one that's been talking, so she had a religious upbringing and somewhere along the way went on to start making pornography with Wayne. So that was just an interesting side note. I don't know if they'd plan to do something with that in the future with like, I don't know. I can't imagine they'd necessarily have a sequel to this movie because Maxine is the only one left alive. But maybe somehow that would tie into the prequel that actually was secretly shot at the same time or after this movie. It took itself seriously, but with such an uncommon take, such as shooting a 70s porno, it had room to be relaxed and enjoy the story, rather than it being like a parody. Um, 
I know I skipped over a lot, like, in the storyline, like, especially some of the characters' deaths, because this film has, like, a lot of, I guess it's suspense, where it's just, you're seeing stuff going on in the background, or there's just, like, this eerie tension. So, how these characters die, it's not, there's, like, jump scares, but really not much. I just, I recommend you watch the movie if you haven't already, and you'll see what I mean about all that. Plus, the cinematography and the film score only added to these elements. I'm already a fan of Ty West and A24, so I had high hopes going into uh, seeing X. Excuse me. The cast, the music, the premise, uh, the setting all, like, over, over exceeded my expectations. None of the characters were too taxing. Each had their, their own role, and without too much depth, they still kept me interested in, like, the decisions they'd make or how they reacted whenever something was happening around them. Whenever I say that they weren't too taxing, like, Lorraine was, again, the church mouse, so she could have been, like, a very annoying prude, but she was not. Maxine, like, she just wants to be a star. Like, that's something that's established at the beginning. But she's not, she doesn't come across egotistical. She seems very calm and to herself. Like, even whenever uh, Brittany Snow and Kid Cudi's characters are shooting their scenes, she's just swimming in the lake by herself. Or she's, like, willing to go talk to Pearl and just have a, a little drink of lemonade. So, like... A lot of movies, like, there'll just be, especially in slashers, there'll be, like, one or two characters where you're just like, I really don't like that character. Which, RJ, he was fine. Like, he's he ended up being the one who was being approved because he didn't want his girlfriend to be in the film. But either way, he just didn't bother me too much. Again, none of these characters, they didn't come across deep, but I still liked them. So, um, otherwise, like, whenever it came to, like, Pearl and Howard's characters and their relationship... It was a bit off-putting, but it didn't necessarily like, gross me out or anything. I'd probably just feel the same way if it were a younger couple when like one says that he can't have sex because uh, his heart and then that leaves her longing for affection and that's ultimately what put her into this rage. At the same time, like, I understand like, that's why this is like the primary topic for the story. There's a prequel titled Pearl that I just previously mentioned that was shot back-to-back -back with this film. It's already in post-production. It's supposed to be done in post-production by May, I believe. I'm not sure if it's supposed to come out this year or next year. So maybe seeing, like, a younger Pearl and Howard will help feed into, like, the topic and relationship we saw out of them in this movie. Especially because at one point in the movie, Lorraine finds a body down in the cellar. So she's been killing people. So it'd be interesting to see, like, what road led her to that. Especially if it's going to have a different kind of vibe than this movie did. With everything I just said, I'd give X from 22 a 4 out of 5. I definitely recommend it. I know it's on streaming services now, and pretty sure it's still in theaters. It was just a fun movie. Like, it, didn't, it wasn't too over the top. It wasn't too ridiculous in itself. It just was a good A24 slasher movie. So, 4 out of 5. Definitely give it a watch. That's pretty much all I have for this episode. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at, at Horrors Home and like the Horrors Home Facebook page. Also, if you like this episode, feel free to leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It'll really help for others to discover my podcast. And I just want, I don't know, I do really love doing this. And I'm really thankful for everyone who's already checked it out or followed me on social media. So thank you guys very much. Until next time, my name's Tyler. And thanks for listening.